Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about prescription medications and their link to suicidal ideations and also sleep disturbance. I just recently went to go pick up an asthma medication yesterday and it's typically $60. I go yesterday, it was $210. I wanted to commit a lot of harm to myself. I was just like, I can't believe the cost of medication just went up. There's no warning. I didn't budget for this. This is upsetting. These, um, uh, you know, companies are just nickel and diming us. I'm already paying a lot of money for medical insurance. Uh, my girlfriend Michelle just told me her medical insurance went up from seven or eight hundred to like a thousand dollars a month, um, and, and so it's like I, I was just upset because I just felt defenseless, and I also felt like there was gratitude and that I could pay for it. But then I was thinking about the number of people who may need this medication and can't afford it. Um, so I was just upset on, on a number of levels. But anyway, the it made me think about prescription medications and their link to suicidal ideations and also sleep disturbance because I, as I've shared before, uh, first of all, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm glad to have you here. And if you've been listening in, I appreciate you continually uh, showing up and uh, and also sharing the episodes. Um, and then remember, if you want to email me, leoflowers2000 at gmail with any thoughts, questions, or topics you'd love for me to cover, um, I am open to that. I've gotten some really great suggestions in the past, and um, it's actually helped me to learn some things I otherwise would not have learned. So leoflowers2000 at gmail uh, for thoughts, ideas, and messaging. Um, all right, so going back, I was like, all right, because I've had a number of people on a podcast who have shared the struggle of um, their prescription meds either increasing their suicide ideations or disturbing their sleep. And for myself, I recognize that it's the sleep disturbance, the insomnia that really can go from trigger one from going from suicidal ideations to actually suicidal behavior um, because it affects our ability to recover, to think straight, to uh, we start hallucinating. I remember one time I went three days without sleep. It was during finals week and I had 10 papers due at the same time. And I started seeing things. I started seeing things moving. Fortunately, it wasn't scary to me but if that's what I was experiencing after three days I can't imagine people who sometimes go three months uh, without being able to sleep and uh, and I've actually taken a asthma medication that increased my suicidal ideations and made me more I felt more impulsive like I was like oh I'm gonna actually do this 
Um, and then once I brought it up to my doctor, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, that's one of the side effects. Of, and I was like, what? So immediately got off of that asthma medication. And, uh, and now I'm back to my normal level uh, of thinking about ending my life, you know, but n nothing um, in intense as that before. The top three um, prescribed medications are Zoloft, Lexapro, and Wellbutrin. Those are the top three prescribed medications, at least here in America, and they're all for depression. And they all have linked to suicide ideations and sleep deprivation. So if you're a person who's taking Zoloft, Lexapro, or Wellbutrin, and you've noticed some sleep disturbances, you'll definitely want to talk to your doctor or general practitioner about that. You And if you notice, especially if you notice it early on, then you'll want to get off of it um, uh, as soon as possible. Because the longer you're on Zoloft, Lexapro, Wellbutrin, the harder it is to get off of them. I know pe some people who, I know a few people who've been able to quit cold turkey. But it seems like for most people, because I've never taken um, uh, prescription medication for my depression or anxiety or any of my mental health struggles. Um, so I'm not speaking from experience. This is all secondhand. But I know people, and, and I've had people on a podcast, a few who have been able to quit cold turkey. But for the most part, it sounds like it can take about six months to a year to wean yourself off of these medications. And the weaning off process sounds similar to withdrawal symptoms where it uh, weaning yourself off of Zoloft, Lexapro, Wellbutrin, or, or uh, so many of these other uh, medications can cause a sleep disturbance, uh, increase suicide ideations, uh, muscle spasms, headaches, there are just so many side effects that come with it. So I'm only sharing this with you because I want you to feel empowered enough to ask questions um, to the point of being annoying when your doctor is prescribing you any medication. What are the side effects? Um, how long does it take to get off once I start it? Are there side effects with trying to get off the medication? Um, what's the cost of it? Because the, the cost can be uh, quite alarming also for some of these uh, medications. Um, I want to go through the, and this is an exhaustive list, and I'll link to this. I'm going to go through the list of medications linked to suicidal behavior, and then I'm going to go through the, the 10 uh, common medications that can affect sleep. It's because sometimes... We may be taking something for our depression or anxiety and taking something for sleep. And those two things can be contraindicators, meaning that uh, they work against each other. Uh, so just real quick, a list of medications linked to suicidal uh, thoughts um, and or behavior. Accutane, right, that's for your skin. There's, uh, I've seen a lot of articles about Accutane um, in the news and, and, and uh, of people suing the company 
because it's led to either suicide ideations or suicidal behavior. Benzel, uh, Carbitrol, Salantin, Shantix, Darvon, Depakote, Depakine, Delantin, Felbitol, Gabitril, Kepra, Clonopin, Lamectol, Misantoin, Misantoin, I don't know, Mysoline, Neurontin, Paxil, Peganon, Prozac, Topamax, Transine, Tridione or Tridione, Trileptol, Vimpat, Zorontin, Zonogram. Now, there may be other ones um, that are linked to it, right? And so, and you'll know that these things are, uh, you know, worsening your suicide ideations because it'll worsen your depression, increase your anxiety, uh, increase your restlessness, trouble sleeping, panic attacks, anger, irritability, agitation, aggression. Uh, You'll feel more impulsive. And it, it may even lead to like extreme increases in activity or talking. So be aware of any, what you're looking for are increases, right? These spikes in behavior. You know, everyone has um, anxiety on some level. We all have uh, trouble sleeping from time to time. Those things are normal. But when you see a consistent increase in your anger, irritability, panic attacks, aggression, and it's just consistent over time, no matter what's going on in your life, then you know, okay, I need to look at my prescription medications. And it's really interesting because the statistics show that 66% of Americans are using prescription drugs. And I'm going to, I'm going to guess that of that 66, um, it's it's causing some sleep disturbances for for a lot of them, and so keep that in mind because it in, that information helps to increase our compassion for ourselves and for the people in our lives. If we think about 66 percent of the people that we know of being on prescription medications then that also lets us know that they may be struggling with sleep, panic attacks, restlessness, anxiety, agitation, aggression. So we can step back and be like, all right, this is not them. This is probably their prescription medication. Now, this is not to let someone off the hook for their behavior. and This is not to absolve someone of the responsibility of their behavior, absolve us, but it allows us to, one, not take things personally. To be like, all right, I guess your meds are are messing with you this week or you, you start a new medication, that kind of thing. It allows us to detach and stay objective instead of personalizing and internalizing everything that someone says or does. Um, I mean, for myself, I'm taking... Four medications, Lamisil, I'm taking for my athlete's feet. And uh, the only side effect I've noticed from that is I have these very lucid dreams. So it's not affecting my quality of sleep or preventing me from, if anything, 
it's allowing me to get into a deeper REM cycle to the point where I don't want to stop taking it. Like I'm having these awesome dreams. Last night I had a dream about uh, uh, crocodiles in the water. I don't know what that means. I was scared of the crocodiles at first. And then I was like, oh, if you don't splash around, they can't see. I was like, oh, crocodiles can't see. They don't. They can't see you. At least in my dream, that's what I told myself. But in re- in reality, I was like, crocodiles can definitely see, right? <laughs> I was like, they have eyes. They can see. So I don't know why I thought that in my dream. But anyway, it, it allowed me not to freak out with the crocodiles in the in the dream. So and then so let's look at the ten medications that can affect sleep because you may be taking something that's affecting your sleep and have no idea that it's affecting your sleep. You may think you're just is just stress or the bed um, or, or what have you, but having no idea that it could be um, a medication that you're taking. So cold and allergy decongestants can affect our sleep. Asthma medications can affect our sleep. Uh, blood pressure medications, diabetes, memory medications, I don't know what, uh, like, I guess, like, uh, Aricept, uh, Rosidine, Exelon, those are memory medication sleeps, uh, or memory medications. Um, any medication for your mood and anxiety can affect your sleep. Pain medications, those opioids, right, fentanyl, uh, morphine, hydrocodone, oxycotton, oxymorphone, uh, tramadol. It's interesting because um, when I, I there's a, a IV place that I go to when I have uh, international flights, and I, I get the IV because they they pump you with a bunch of vitamins and nutrients and things to to keep you healthy, prevent you from getting sick. But one of their packages in, includes tramadol, and I've discovered that uh, I think it has some type of impact on the liver. I forget what it is, but a lot of NFL athletes and uh, basketball players take tramadol, and they take it to the extent where it's starting to affect not just their sleep, but uh, one of their organs. I forget what it is. So if you're a person who's taking tramadol or or going to one of these IV places, just be aware that – any, especially with pain medications, there are definite side effects if taken um, for too long over a long period of time. So tra- taking tramadol, you know, a, a couple times is not an issue. It's if you are taking it consistently, it can start to cause damage to. Um, I freak, oh man, let me let me look this up. Tramadol side effects. What are the, oh, okay, headaches, constipation, sweating, low energy. Um, so, yeah, you definitely want to be aware of that because you don't want to take a medication that's going to then lead to headaches. I mean, it's a pain med. So um, prostate medications can affect your sleep, right? Those alpha blockers, stimulants, obviously. If you're taking something for uh, ADHD, Adderall, Dexedrin, uh, Vinase, uh, Concerta, Ritalin, those things can 
they could they could it could make it take longer for us to fall asleep and are definitely associated with insomnia and disruptions to our internal clock. So you'll definitely want to talk to your doctor about the benefits and drawbacks of using a stimulant medication and ask about taking the lowest effective dose, right? And there are um, non-stimulant drugs such as Stratera and Catve, uh, Quelby, which could be effective at treating um, ADHD. So just you know, ask questions and 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 really get the full scope of 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 what's possible for your treatment. And then last one, steroids, right? Those glucocorticoids um, are are usually used as an inflammatory medication or a long-term immunosuppressive agent for like uh, arthritis, multiple sclerosis, leukemia, lymphoma, systemic uh, lupus, right? But with steroids, um, they can affect sleep uh, by causing restlessness um, or decrease natural melatonin levels, which then disrupt our sleep cycle. So, you know, we need melatonin to help us fall asleep. It's the release of melatonin that allows us to fall asleep at night. And uh, steroids can inhibit that release of, of melatonin. So make sure you're talking to your doctor about your medications and um, and how they can impact your sleep and restlessness and mood and things of that nature. Um, uh, on the flip side, what, what's interesting is vitamin D are one of the most uh, prescribed medications to help reduce cramps, spasms, and uh, and reduce bone loss. So I guess not not enough of us are getting sun. And now here's what's interesting about vitamin D being one of the top uh, prescribed medications, right, in general, um, that low vitamin D is linked to depression, right? If we're not getting enough sun, if we're not getting enough vitamin D, then um, it, it, it can cause depression. So look at the top three mental health medications, Zoloft, Lexapro, Wellbutrin. Those are the top three. Um, an ADHD prescription med comes in at number four. But most people are taking meds for depression. And then on the flip side, when we look at prescriptions in general, vitamin D is one of the top prescribed medications. So if we can get sun and find natural ways and there are natural ways uh to get vitamin d right um you egg yolks so you can get it through food right like egg yolks sardines beef liver mushrooms uh fortified cereals salmon sunlight uh supplements vitamin d supplements soy milk so there are, there are a number of, of ways that we can get vitamin D. And, uh, and I know not everybody loves fish as much as I do, but that salmon, cod liver oil. I remember as a kid, my mom always um, emphasizing and encouraging us to take cod liver oil. So get those cod liver oil pills and, and make sure you're getting it from a good source um, so you're not 
um, increasing your, what was it, like lead poisoning or, or, or whatever they say, but um, get sunlight 20 minutes at the very least. If you can get 90 minutes, that's, that's great, but get some sunlight. Um, cover up, right? Cover up, but get out there, get some sunlight, and eat that fatty fish. Get that fatty fish. Uh, eat more mushrooms or eat uh, fortified foods to get that vitamin D. And then see if you still need the Lexapro, Zoloft, and Wellbutrin, right? So a, a lot of these things we can naturally address because on the flip side, um, you know, I talked about vitamin D being one of the most prescribed meds, but so is uh, a statin, um, atorvastatin. A, 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 a I, I forget how to pronounce it, but uh, it's to help lower cholesterol. So, and cholesterol is something that we can lower naturally just through changes in our diet. I know for some people, they genetically have a high cholesterol level, so they need that help. Uh, with. But for most people who are taking a statin, most people can lower their cholesterol naturally. So when we're talking about treating depression, we're talking about lowering our cholesterol, we're really talking about exploring natural ways in which we can do this so that we can uh, avoid or mitigate the side effects that come with so many of these prescription medications. Um, this, this episode was not intended to give you all the information, but it just to empower you and make you aware and hopefully encourage you to... Um, Talk more with your doctor, your psychiatrist, your psychologist, um, or whoever's prescribing you medications so that um, you can make sure that not only are you taking meds that you, you need, but, um, but getting off the meds also can be, can be dangerous. And so just to be aware of what it looks like to take the meds and what it looks like to get off the meds and are there other natural ways that we can address whatever is going on so that it we're not having this disruption to our sleep, which is so vital and which I feel like really is the, uh, the tipping point for a lot of suicidal behavior. I, I feel like um, insomnia or disrupted sleep cycles really can trigger a domino effects of other mental health issues. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other 800 numbers. You can chat, talk, text. There will be links in the show notes to the, the articles referenced. Um, you can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.